Whenever a phone call ends, I offer a pleasant goodbye because who knows, that may be the last time we speak. I heard before from families that suffered from the premature death of a loved one that the last phone call has always kept them up at night. Imagine how they felt as they spoke their last words. Did they feel fear, regret, or perhaps normal because they don't even know it yet? Here are the top five final phone calls before dying. Amber Takaro Amber Takaro arrived in the city of Nisko, Alberta in August of 2010. She decided to stay the night in a motel with her son and her friend. When she wanted to go to the town in Edmonton, she hitchhiked a ride from an unknown man that drove a truck. During the drive, she phoned her brother who was serving time at the Edmonton Remand Center. In the 17-minute phone call recorded by the center, Amber sounded concerned with the direction the man was driving towards. Listen to the recording. Where are we by? We're just heading south of uh, Beaumont, or north of Beaumont. We're heading north to Beaumont. Yo, where are we going? Are you f***ing kidding me? You better not take, you better not take me anywhere I don't want to go. I want to go into the city. Yo, where are we going? 50th Street. 50th Street? This call was the last time anyone has ever heard from her. After she disappeared just about two years later, the Royal Mounted Canadians Police released a recording. Coincidentally, a few days after the audio was released to the public, Amber's remains were found. To this day, the case remains unsolved. Jonathan Hoffman Jonathan Hoffman was a 17-year-old kid whose parents decided they were going to get a divorce. During this tough time, his parents decided that the best approach was to have Jonathan live with his grandparents until the divorce finalized. Unfortunately, Jonathan had failed a court-ordered drug test and an argument turned into violence in the home. His grandmother, 74-year-old Sandra Lane, fired her 9mm semi-automatic handgun at least five times. During the time of the attack, Hoffman called 911. Take a listen to the recording. 911, Jonathan died and his grandmother was arrested. However, she pleaded that it was all due to self-defense. Regardless of her plea, she was found guilty of first-degree murder. The damning evidence was the fact that Jonathan was already on the phone with 911. Shooting him multiple times more afterwards does not appear to be self-defense. Lisa Flormo Lisa Flormo was visiting a friend and staying the night in Wilsonville, Oregon. Some point during that night of August 13, 1991, a 16-year-old boy, Todd Davila, knocked on the door looking for a teenage girl who lived in the house. She told him that she wasn't home at the moment. Afterwards, Lisa decided to phone her fiancé where she told him about the occurrence. During the call, she heard another knock on the door, 
When she went to get it, her fiancé reported that she screamed and pleaded for her life before the call ended. Lisa's fiancé called 911, and the responder was too late to save her. Apparently, Davila came back to the house and forced himself on Lisa for the motive of sexual abuse. She was able to cut him in self-defense, so Davila decided to kill her. Though he pleaded guilty, Davila's sentence has been overturned repeatedly. Mark Saylor Mark Saylor is a California Highway Patrol man who was driving a loaner 2009 Lexus ES350 from a dealership in El Cajon, California. That afternoon, they headed to a soccer practice when the car continuously accelerated and the brakes stopped working. Mark called 911 and by that time, the car was already at 100 miles per hour. As they approached an intersection, Mark told his entire family to pray. They crashed into a Ford Explorer through a fence and landed on a dirt bank that catapulted the car more than 100 feet across. The vehicle burst into flames and no one survived. Take a listen to the 911 call recording. We're going north 125. Mm-hmm. And accelerator stuck. I'm sorry? Our accelerator stuck. We're approaching the intersection. Okay. We're approaching the intersection. Hold on. Pray. Pray. Okay. Oh, Hello? Mark, his wife, his daughter, and his brother-in-law all died in that accident. The rest of the family sued the dealership as well as Toyota. They settled in 2010 receiving $10 million. Don Spirit Don Spirit was a man from Bell, Florida, and on the afternoon of the 18th of September 2014, he completely lost it. He called 911 and he immediately tells them that he killed his daughter and all of his grandchildren. Listen to the audio here. Yes, ma'am. I, I, um, I just shot my daughter and shot all my grandkids. And I'll be sitting on my step. And when you sit here, I'm going to shoot myself. They're, they're, every one of them are dead. Hey, you said your name is Don Spirit? Yep. It doesn't matter what kind of gun I got. They're all dead. And then when you get here, I'll shoot myself and then you figure out what kind of gun it is. Just bring the motherfuckers out here, that's all. You got all the kids are dead in the house. Six kids, one adult. Six kids and one adult? Yeah, one of them is a baby. In the recording, he tells the dispatcher that he was going to kill himself when the police got there. And when the police arrived, there was some exchange before he committed suicide. Inside the home was the bodies of Don himself his daughter, and his six grandchildren, ranging in ages from two months to nine years old. 